You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Welcome, everyone, to our final regular season episode of Stoppage Time. I'm one of your hosts, Drew Huber, here with Peter Green to cover the wide world of Auburn soccer. We had some games this weekend. We're ending this tough sledding of SEC play, and it doesn't get much easier as we face number eight South Carolina this week at the Auburn Soccer Complex. But we do have some positives to talk about and some other things we need to talk about as far as the games go. So without further ado, Peter, how you doing? Doing good, man. Uh, kind of an up and down week for Auburn soccer. You and I were just talking about how stacked the end of our schedule has been just against Auburn. Yeah, very much stacked. I mean, ending the season with A&M, who's ranked 13th, Florida, who at the time was ranked 24th. I think they're a little bit higher now at 20. Arkansas, who's ranked 6th, facing a rival on the road in Alabama, who's having a really good season, looked really good yesterday, I thought, and then facing the number eight team, South Carolina, at home. That's what they define as a gauntlet, don't you think? It's rough, especially, I'm not saying that, we're kind of it's kind of a, I guess a more of a rebuilding uh, season for Auburn. So that's a, a tough time to catch that schedule. It is, and but it, I think it's good experience, even with the down year. I guess that Auburn soccer's having so far. I, I think it's providing valuable experience because we're we're having to grow leaps and bounds in games, and we're seeing tougher and tougher opponents each and every game. And while we're not, we may not be seeing the results that we want right now, I think going into next season, guarantee the results will be a little bit different after they have some seasoning and some of this experience under their belt. Yeah, I think we've absolutely seen this team grow, especially the defense. We had a very young defense come in this season, and they're looking a lot better. Uh, but speaking of results that we didn't want we've we got some results we didn't want against Arkansas tonight yeah you might as well just go ahead and rip the band-aid off let's fly through this one quickly because we'd rather talk about the positive stuff but because we're transparent we have to cover the bad stuff too well Auburn did fall to Arkansas at home nil five and final time uh we didn't have the benefit of having Bree fold she was in a boot Emmy Craven was on crutches so right off the bat that really hurt Auburn yeah, it, w- it wasn't the best. Uh, Emmy Craven, I think, was a, a larger blow than we initially thought. Uh, I, I thought she was growing well and, into SEC play. And going out with another knee injury, that's that's awful. Uh, yeah, Brie Folds was missing. But I think the way this defense was gelling was definitely a, a bigger blow as far as Emmy Craven going out this season. So, do we want to go through the goal, every goal, or, or just uh, leave it at nil five? Well, let's just say we we lost five to nothing. I think they've scored on us every possible way, so we'll just start with it that way. Uh, Auburn had seven shots, two shots on goal. Arkansas had fifteen shots, eight on goal. Kate Hart had three saves. Uh, this is a match where Auburn really had to play their best soccer to pull out a win here uh, at home, but Auburn did not play their best soccer in this match, Drew. Yeah, they didn't, but I think all credit does go to Arkansas in this game. Arkansas is well-deserving of their ranking, I believe, don't you? Oh, yeah, they were a fantastic team. Uh, Coach Hoppe said before the game, they were one of those run-right-at-you teams, and, and that's what they did. They were straight up, and I don't know if you noticed, Drew, they were a lot bigger than our girls. They they have a very tall team, a very big team, 
and a very aggressive team. They had uh, quite a, quite a number of fouls, and for some reason they get a lot of fouls and no cards. I don't understand that. They are one of the least penalized as far as cards go in the SEC, but they have some of the most fouls. So I don't know if that's some preferential treatment or they just know how to to draw them the correct way or what. But uh, uh, we we uh we they were a very physical team playing us. Yeah, they were very physical, and you could tell that affected how we played too. I think they're one of them and Florida are two of the most physical teams we've played so far, and I don't think South Carolina is going to drop the ball in that matter either. Uh, just to kind of pause and not talk about Auburn soccer for a second, just talk about the SEC in general, I, I think we have a few teams that are definitely going to compete for a national championship this year, don't you think? You have to think, especially this uh, this Arkansas team is going to be in the conversation. I know the co- commentators were talking about it during the match, but I agree with them. They're going to be, they should be up there. Florida possibly. Uh, South Carolina is is looking good, so I mean they might be in that conversation as well. Yeah, and I've been very impressed with the Florida team. I know they're ranked a little bit lower, has struggled at times, but that Florida team can turn it on in, in the blink of an eye. And so I think if they get hot at the right time, they're they're definitely one that can make a deeper run. Texas A&M's a sleeper, but I, as from what I saw from the Arkansas team, the way they score goals and the way they play defense, good gracious. I, I would hate to come up against them in the NCAA tournament. It, odds are they make it. It would take a wild committee for them not to be added into it even if they don't win the SEC tournament. But I, I think that they are uh, a shoe-in to be at least probably an Elite Eight team, Final Four type team, and potentially get into that championship game. I was really impressed with Arkansas, not to take anything away from Auburn soccer. But I I think in these sports, I'm not an SEC, SEC guy, like chanting that, pushing that, wanting everyone to do good because I think everyone's our rivals. But it, it is good in sports like soccer and gymnastics and volleyball and equestrian and all of these what we classify as I guess non-revenue generating sports it's really good to see the SEC performing well in those because that's going to bring more reputation to the conference bring more recruits in better TV deals all of that stuff and so I think just to see one of our teams make it far like Auburn did a few years ago would be wonderful. Well, I've got some more bad news for you, Drew. Uh, I did a little bit of digging today, and this was Auburn's worst loss since two, or since 2017, when Auburn lost nil five to UNC in Durham. Uh, that was the, uh, I think it was the Duke Classic, is what they called it, up in in Durham. Uh, we covered that one, and this was Auburn's worst loss at home. I had to go, I had to do a lot of digging for this since 1998. I'm assuming this was at home because it said versus. But this was a end of the season match. We lost uh, 1-6 to Florida State. One thing I noticed just going through all of those is we don't do badly at home. If we lose, it's usually by maybe one, uh, by one maybe two goals. Uh, it, te- it took me a long time to find a a, a lo- you know a lopsided loss at home. We do really well at home, but uh, we just did not do really well last week against Arkansas at home. Yeah, and I mean, I think it just shows Arkansas is a farther along team in development and where they're at with their players. Auburn, we knew was going to be a little bit of a rebuilding season. I guess you and I were a little naive at the beginning, didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was as far as dropping some of these tight games. But ultimately, we're rebuilding. 
should be ready next year. And Arkansas is on the next year. They're, they've rebuilt. They've done their what they needed to do. And it's paying off for them. And you hope that this is something that, that Auburn can do next year. But definitely, Auburn Soccer Complex is the the home ground where they defend, they play well, always fight for a win. And that's why going into the South Carolina game, I'm glad that it's at the Auburn Soccer Complex because – that should give us an advantage. While it didn't against Arkansas, obviously, we t- we tend to fought in tougher, closer games at the Auburn Soccer Complex, even this year. Well, even the first half, we were able to keep it close. Uh, Arkansas was only up 1-0 at, at half. Um, but the ga- they really broke the game open in the second half. And really by the third, fourth goal, I really saw a change in our body language. I don't know if you noticed that, Drew, but we just weren't fighting anymore or, or – quite as hard they really broke our spirits in this match even coach hoppa just had a look on her face when the cameras panned to her um it just looked like we just we looked defeated in that match yeah coach hoppa was probably just mad she didn't get the airpods that day or the yeti cooler but (laughs) i mean it is what it is it they they dusted it off i think well and got on with it as far as their game on sunday against alabama so why don't we go ahead and transition to that because i'm putting the Arkansas game in our rearview mirror and trying to never think about it again, unless it's positives next year about how far this team has come. Well, as we transition, we'll get past the game itself, but coming out of this match and I tweeted this out is my biggest fear was in this match, we would carry this loss into Sunday into Tuscaloosa and let this Arkansas team beat us twice. And as it will show that did not happen. We did win, uh, I was listening to Coach Hoppe. She was talking to Andy Bertram on the uh, Inside the Tigers. And uh, she said that it was kind of interesting philosophy. She said they didn't watch any film on the Arkansas match, which kind of makes sense because it was a real downer. And that way they just brought the team down again. Uh, she said they didn't watch any film on the Arkansas match. Instead, they had a pumpkin carving contest. So uh, she told us that uh, Team Trevo won. But what do you think about that, Drew? Not watching the film on the Arkansas match and then and just doing like a team building exercise, carving pumpkins, kind of uh, enjoying being with each other instead of just dwelling on what happened in that match. Do you think that's good? Do you think they should have maybe watched film and uh, corrected some mistakes you, they, 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 ha- they uh, had in the match? Or What do you think about that? Well, I think one coach has been doing this a long time, and I think she understands sometimes you just throw the game tape away. It wasn't your day. You didn't do anything that you wanted to do right. And nothing positive is going to come out of watching that film other than you realize for a second time, we just got the mess kicked out of us 5-0 at our own field. And I mean, honestly, I think that was a smart move because like you said, this could easily have lingered and Arkansas could have beat us twice because Alabama is a team that we should be competing against at our level currently. Arkansas, we would want to compete against them, but they're at a different level right now. They're just winning games. They have a bunch of experienced players. We're still growing, playing a lot of freshmen, playing a lot of people who have never played before. And so I think, you know, just stepping back and going, you know, let's have fun. End of the season, let's bond. Let's really get our heads right going into the SEC play. Or not SEC play, but SEC tournament. I think 100% right move. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Arkansas, there, we saw some very uh, uncommon mistakes for Auburn in that match. And we actually saw them fix a lot of things when they went to the Alabama match. And so we can talk about that now. Auburn did travel to Tuscaloosa to play or to take on Alabama. And they won 3-2 in double overtime. Uh, Auburn and Alabama just traded goals in regulation. Uh, in the 32nd minute, Haley Whitaker charges down the pitch, finds some room, and tucks a 25-yarder just under the crossbar, making the score 
1-0 Auburn. Sidney Richards with the assist on that goal. In the 59th minute, Alabama races down the, our wing and sends a crossing shot into the Auburn net, 1-1 all. In the 62nd, 62nd minute, uh, Haley Whitaker finds Corey Loxley in the box, who lays it back to Rocio Sanders, who strikes for the net. The tide keeper can't corral it, and the ball trickles in, 2-1 Auburn. Haley Whitaker and Corey Loxley had assists on that goal. In the 69th minute, Auburn can't clear a ball in the box, and Alabama takes advantage 2-2 all. Uh, this would go into overtime and double overtime. But in the 108th minute, uh, almost uh, almost end of the match, Drew, in the 108th minute, Rocio Sanders springs a through ball to find Sidney Richards in space, and Richard finishes the match 3-2 Auburn in double overtime. We did get the win. Uh, Drew, if I I'm on I'm gonna do uh, an exercise here. I know you hate when I do my exercises, but okay, we got Team A and Team B. Okay, Team A, okay. Team A had 29 shots, 12 shots on goal, 11 corners. Okay, Team B, 10 shots, seven shots on goal, zero corners. So just those stats alone, who would you have said won that match? I would have said whichever team was more clinical. Well, that wasn't what you were supposed to say. You're supposed to say team A or team B. But, uh, you know, Alabama did have 29 shots, 12 shots on goal, 11 corners. We had zero corners, only 10 shots on goal, and, or sorry, it's only 10 shots and seven shots on goal. And Kate Hart had 10 saves, which was her career high for her. Uh, but Auburn came out of this out of this match victorious. Uh, you know, uh, Tommy Tuberville had fear the, fear the thumb, Drew. We are well past the thumb. We got feel, uh, fear the index finger because... Auburn wins their seventh straight contest with Alabama and brings the trophy back to Auburn where it belongs. Yeah, it, it was a great back-and-forth match. It was definitely a rivalry match, you could tell, because the way both teams never quit. It was a feisty, a little bit chippy of a match, which is perfectly fine when you're facing your rival. Kate Hart played absolutely insane the whole time. And shout out to her. I'm pretty sure her parents had come in. And so that's a big deal with her being in California. I'm sure she hasn't got to see them much. So that would definitely fuel her a little bit. Haley Whitaker was in on everything, scoring, assisting. Loxley was crazy good. I think this was a really good performance for an Auburn team needing to fight to get a victory because we've seen us get into these positions where we'll score, we'll get a goal scored on us. Auburn fought back, scored again, got another goal scored on us, and then ultimately went to overtime. And you and I both thought going into overtime, Alabama's probably going to win this game. And surely enough, Auburn found a way, which is not something they've been doing a lot this year. So hats off to them for finding a way which is a big deal going into SEC tournament play. Yeah, just to touch on a few things you said, uh, this was a very chippy match. I think there were four yellow cards in this match, if there weren't more. Uh, I know each side, I think, got two. So, yeah, very chippy. And this is an improved Bama side. I thought much of the match, they looked like the better side, to be honest with you. And uh, this match really felt like that Mississippi State match. Uh, where both teams traded goals the whole match, and it really came down to whoever capitalized on that last goal late. And this time it was Auburn, and Auburn got the victory. Yeah, it, it was definitely something where you and I have been yearning for all season, watching us lose tight game after tight game after tight game in heartbreaking fashion. And I know some people don't like this, but in ways only Auburn could lose games, of you not expecting them at all. But ultimately to see them pull it out and to pull it out against Alabama. I, I mean, that's the best you could have asked for with this season is you finally get over that mountaintop against Alabama of all people in their own soccer complex. So 
uh, I enjoyed it. I thought Haley Whitaker and Loxley played wonderful that game. Jalen Gatson had some good plays. I, Kate Hart was my MVP for that game, though. You know, Alabama can find some ways to lose games to Auburn in the last moments. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. I mean, <laughs> we, this one took a little more than a second, but ultimately it was uh, a well-fought victory. They settled themselves down in overtime, specifically the second overtime, and they weathered the storm. And sometimes, you know what? You're not going to be the possessor of the ball the whole game. Alabama controlled a lot of the possession, but Auburn was clinical in the moments in which they needed to be. Yeah, exactly. We looked at the the, the few sh- the fewer shots on goal, but we really just made them count, and that's what it was all about. Uh, I want to take a talk, talk about Kate Hart, and I want to talk about the offense before we move on. But Kate Hart, we talked about Auburn really needing to turn the page after that Arkansas match. Kate Hart made a couple of mistakes in that match that led to two goals in, in the Arkansas match. Uh, Kate Hart really turned the page in this match. She had a couple of mistakes in the Arkansas match we talked about that resulted in goals, but then uh, turned in a career-high 10 saves in this match. Yeah, she she played wonderful. I think, I mean, with Emmy Craven going out, she's trying to get more comfortable with Burdan and understanding that, too. That was pretty – that's got to be hard. It, there's no two ways about it. You you go with this center-back duo the whole season, and then just all of a sudden you're struggling, and it's late in the season, and then one of your center-backs goes down injured. So you, you could tell maybe she was trying to do a little bit too much. I thought she did a good job bailing Auburn out of a couple of difficult positions that they put themselves in and that you and I talked back and forth about. We do this weird thing of we will clear the ball when we have time on the ball, and we when we don't have time on the ball, we decide we want to take it down and try and dribble out. And I don't know what we need to do to correct that that reverse process, but we really need to start realizing better the situation we're in and that's going to help us carry possession. But I thought Kate Hart did a good job slowing down tempo when she needed to. She made a lot of good saves. She came out well when she needed to. She distributed the ball well. And I thought she played phenomenal. Uh, tell me if you agree with this. Uh, I think one of her strengths is coming off of her line and defending 1v1 shots in the 18-yard box. We see her come out a lot, and she wins. I don't know if, if she's lost one this year that way. The only one I could think of is when she came out and she was trying to clear that ball against Mississippi State, and you know, you and I both agree that's probably a handball. Uh, but I think that's one of her strengths is she's just really strong coming out, challenging the 1v1, and uh, defending the goal. Yeah, I think the only time other than Mississippi State where I've seen her lose one was the winning goal against Florida. She was one-on-one with that. Her defense got split, and ultimately they, they slotted it home. And sometimes you're just going to have a good finish around you but I think she is really well coming off her line she reads the game well and sees what play is about to happen and you know what I, I think going into the season we were talking about, about Van Thulenar possibly getting the role as a freshman getting that playing time under her belt and just us rolling with it and growing together but I think Hart has definitely made our win column a lot higher than I think it probably would have been just based off of her sheer intelligence, her play and how she approaches the game just from being able to make plays that maybe a freshman wouldn't be so experienced making. I I think she's helped a younger team and is exactly what this team needed this season. So seven, eight and two, I think a lot of those seven wins can be credited to how Kate Hart has done in the goal this season. Well, credit to to coach Hoppe as well, because she is handpicked 
uh, graduate transfers to come in. You know, we, we lost uh, Keanu Clark and we got Caroline Beto then into that uh, that back line, that center back position. Uh, we she brought in uh, uh, Angeline Daly for that midfield and she's doing great. She brought in uh, Kate Hart, obviously in goal when uh, Sarah LeBeau graduated. So she's done a really good job uh, handpicking and being very selective about who she brings in and, and she's her transfers have been very successful uh defensively as before we move on from the defense i just thought her, uh, sarah houchin and brooke burden played really well uh sarah houchin made some really tough tackles uh so hats off to her offensively drew uh we had three players uh set up big time or we, we had three players set up big time with uh both a goal and an assist Haley whitaker had one goal and two assists Rocio Sanders had one goal, one assist, and Sidney Richards had one goal, one assist, and of course, Corey Loxley had one assist. But just to see those three players, they they really just took on the the game on their on their shoulders and uh, did what they needed to do offensively. And you know, credit to them, all the assists and all the goals for those three players and, and an assist for Corey Loxley. Yeah, it, the offense did what they needed to do. They got the job done and they scrapped well. I thought you saw. Something I've been wanting to see for a while. You saw Whitaker and Loxley on the field just briefly uh, for a little bit of time on that second goal. And, and I think that's that's definitely the right play. I'd like to see them playing more together. I think they both are very good one-on-one, which is not something Auburn has a lot of. And when the ball's at their feet, good things happen. As obvious by Whitaker was involved in all three of these goals. Loxley has been dangerous and was involved in the second goal. And so I think... Just going forward, I'd like to see more of that combo in the in the build-up play in the offense on the field at the same time. And you know what? Like we had some really good ball movement on all of those goals, and I think it was just times where we were able to beat someone one-on-one, push the ball, get a couple one-twos. Angeline Daly was involved uh, quite a bit as well. She's very good at carrying the ball, very good at beating defenders one-on-one. And I think we got to start doing more of that rather than just relying on trying to beat people over the top with speed because all of these goals came not popping the ball over the top. And this is something that Auburn needs to do more, just working those one-twos, filling the space, and playing this way. I think that's going to carry them a lot farther than playing over the top does. That second goal from uh, from Haley Whitaker to Corey Lockley to Rocio Sanders, I think that just kind of showed – how much talent we have and, and that we can do that. We can uh, just take our time, be patient, take even take that, that second pass and, and still slot, slot a goal home and get the goals. So, yeah, this team uh, is very, very capable of doing that, and I would love to, like you said, see that more. Uh, so as we move on, Drew, as you know, uh, Thursday night or Thursday night is going to be senior night. So we'll be honoring our four seniors, Bree Falls, Trevor Acock, Kate Hart, and Jesse Giroux. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good senior night. How, I mean, senior night on Halloween. How awesome is that? And yeah, so I, I, I really I hope people show cool. up. Don't go to the, uh, your costume party, go to the dress up and go to the soccer match. Yeah. Just dress up and go to the soccer match. Who really cares? I mean, just go out there. They're seniors. They're Auburn women who have done a lot for this program and, I mean, it's Halloween. That's pretty awesome. I imagine we're going to see something crop up in the next day or two, uh, probably with a little bit more than just senior night celebration with it being a Halloween, just to encourage the students to go out. But it's going to be a big game against South Carolina. And, you know, this is also a very must-get-result game. 
uh, for bad grammar all around right there. But Auburn has to get a draw in this game to make sure they at least secure the 10th seed in the SEC tournament. If they are to lose this game and Mississippi State get a win in their game, then Auburn's done for the season. And so this is a difficult test with number eight South Carolina coming in and you needing at least a draw to get into the SEC tournament. Right now where they sit, they're in, but if they were to take a loss and Mississippi State get a win with that head-to-head, Mississippi State's going to go forward. And so I think this is going to be a, a must – I think a must win. I, I would – you can get away with a draw, but I think you need to win this game just for seeding purposes and all that. But I think this is going to be a game where we need the crowd involved, don't you? Absolutely. Uh, and that's true anytime we're in the, in the Auburn soccer complex. And that's why we have that advantage. We have great fans that come out. They're loud. And uh, they create chaos. You know, I think Florida is a much better team than what they kind of showed when they played us. You know, they only beat us 2-1. But that's because we had a really great crowd. And then, of course, we beat number 18, Tennessee, at home. Uh, but still, even with a great crowd – Number eight, South Carolina, is a tough road to go. Uh, they are rolling right now. They're a really good team. And we didn't even mention that Mississippi State's kind of got the easier road because they got Missouri. Yeah, Mississippi State's got Missouri, and they can definitely hop us. But, I mean, just let's look at the scenario real quick. Auburn wins this game, and all the other games ahead of them are actually pretty difficult games. Florida is facing Georgia. Georgia's tied with us, so let's say that's possibly a loss. And – you have uh, – where's Alabama playing? Alabama's playing in Vanderbilt, which is also a difficult game because Vandy's doing pretty well this year. They're above them in the table. If Auburn can sneak this win out, then guess guess where they're at? They're sitting in a first-round bye up in the 5-6 to six range rather than sitting at 10 with a more games to play in the SEC tournament. So I think if you go out there and really sell out for this win – I think that's going to pay huge dividends for Auburn going forward because Auburn can hang with these teams. We, we've we seen them play. We've seen us lose tight games. And, I mean, 2-1 loss to Florida, 1-0 loss to Texas A&M. And Texas A&M, I felt like we got robbed in that game. Florida, I felt like we were in it the whole time and just let it slip away from us. I mean, Auburn has Auburn can play. And I think this is this should be the statement game for Auburn to come out against this South Carolina team at home on senior night and get a result. Yeah, we shouldn't be afraid of anybody at home, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think Auburn can win it. Uh, I think I think they're going to go into this match. It's going to be in everyone's the back of everyone's head. They're going to have to win. They're going to have to get three points. Not even playing for a draw. Of course, you don't go into any match trying to play for a draw, but it's going to be in their minds. Everybody on that field is going to know that we need to get three points. We need to put goals in the nets. We need to defend our net. And uh, I think they're going to play like that. And, again, uh, benefit to us being at home. And the good news is, looking at this, South Carolina is actually not in the best form that they've had all year. Yeah, they're 12-1-3 on the year. But in their past couple of games, they tied Florida last time out. They did beat Ole Miss, but they tied Tennessee tied Vanderbilt, they beat Kentucky. I mean, they, they've they had most of their ties come in the past couple of games. And so uh, you want to get a win, but even in shooting for that tie, South Carolina is not coming in in the best form that they had all year. And so I think this is definitely a way that we can get a result. They 
play very tight games, very clinical games. They don't score a lot of goals. The only time that they've really gone off this season is against Jacksonville University and against Alabama. But for most part, their games are 1-0 wins. And they, you know, that bodes well for Auburn. If Auburn can get into a drag-them-in-the-mud dogfight and really come out and jump on them early, I, I think that bodes well for Auburn in where they're going to end up fa- landing in the SEC bracket. Yeah, I wouldn't say that, that uh, Auburn be the favored team here, but just looking at uh, a tight match at home, that really bodes well for Auburn because I think we could pull out a tight match at home and, and you know, maybe maybe we keep them completely off the board, you know, and get one. Of the, it'll be tight the other way, you know. We'll have the 1-0 the win. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, you and I, being from Memphis, we're, we're coming out of the Memphis Grizzlies background, and always the big thing for them was grit and grind. Uh, for those of you all don't know, and it really is because Memphis wasn't a great shooting team, wasn't a great offensive juggernaut, but they would drag you into the mud and grind out games and just wear you down, just break your will. And I think that's that should be a style that Auburn should definitely adopt going in the South Carolina game is you're at home, it's senior night, drag them down into the mud, like wear them down, break their will, just really force the issue against South Carolina we, we may not be as talented right now. We may not be on the same level as them right now. But you know what? If you drag them down, really make them grind out the win, that's wearing on a team, and especially a team that that is coming in expecting to win. I, I think that is definitely the route that this Auburn team should go. I think you would agree with me that we are coming off of a gritty win against Alabama. That was a very gritty gritty win on the road. So uh, this team can put uh, – can uh, uh, grind out those gritty wins and so again i can't stress this enough thank goodness it's at home yeah thank goodness it's at home that's all we got for you here on stoppage time you'll probably be hearing for us a little bit later in the week as sec tournament brackets get set we'll we'll come and preview that a little bit for you but we just want to get you ready for the South Carolina game. All the games should be starting pretty much simultaneously, so encourage you to watch on SEC Network. Plus, that's going to be at 7 o'clock there Thursday. I know you got your trick-or-treating and everything, but we all got cell phones. Just keep up with it there. Just do something if you're out and about wandering. Uh, that's going to be a big game for this Auburn team. We're excited about it. I, I'm hopeful and optimistic, especially with seeing Auburn kind of get over that hump and win a double overtime tight game against a rival on the road. Peter, you got anything else to add? Beat South Carolina, beat the Gamecocks. Let's, let's uh, end this season on a high note. Let's uh, get a first round bye. And, uh, you know, the bad news is we'll have to, you know, probably face Arkansas and South Carolina and Florida again. But, uh, hey, let's do it twice. Yeah, I mean – we can shock the world. Auburn's been known to do it before. So where can the people find you on the wide world of social media? You can find me on Twitter at Seminary Sugar Daddy, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-Y-S-G-R-D-A-D-Y. Or you can find me on Facebook on the ETC Network Discussions page. You can find me on Twitter at Drew underscore Hoop, H-O-O-P-0-2. We look forward to hearing from, from you, interacting with you, and thank you for joining us on Stoppage Time. Until next time, we're Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, 
SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?